0: This is the KT News Network. I'm your host, Kenji Tasaka. Tonight in Tech News, from Android Authority. Android 7.1's silently implemented panic mode tries to fight back against rogue apps. By Williams Pellegrin. Rogue applications are an unfortunate part of reality for Android even though they are certainly not exclusive to Google's mobile operating system. It almost seems as if there are more Android based ones, seeing how many security researchers continually report malware. To help fight back, Google introduced a new feature with an Android 7.1 Nougat that is flown under the radar, but kicks users exit out of malicious apps. XDA developers, features a thorough breakdown of the feature. But the general idea is that panic detection pays attention to how many times you press the back button within a certain amount of time. This is in order to differentiate a regular button press from the four button presses needed to activate the feature, with 0.3 seconds per tap acting as the grace period during which panic detection checks for further key presses. This allows the operating system to override the app and send you back to the home screen, particularly useful if a rogue app takes over the display and prevents you from backing out of it. From there, you can uninstall the malicious app and be on your merry way. Google does not advertise this feature for one reason or another, but it is very useful for those who accidentally download a malicious app. Then again, The number of folks not on Android 7.1 greatly number the number of people who are. Panic detection is also a feature that hackers will try to exploit and, as such, try to keep it from working so people remain stuck in their scam apps. This has been Kenji with the KT News Network. Thank you for listening. This is the KT News Network. I'm your host, Kenji Tasaka. Tonight in Health News, from WPBF West Palm Beach, ABC, Channel 25. Opioid addicts turn to pet medications to get high. A disturbing new trend in the opioid crisis. Veterinarians say that addicts are now stealing pain medication from their own pets. Even reports of owners intentionally hurting their pets to get their hands on prescriptions. Quote, to think about an animal in pain because the owner is abusing it is the last thing we want to think about, said Dr. Lisa Tsuyuchi, veterinarian and owner of Gardens Animal Hospital in Palm Beach Gardens. Addicts are so desperate for their next high that as a last resort, veterinarian Lisa Tsuyuchi says they are now after their pet's prescriptions too. People get blacklisted, said Tsiuchi. there are names that get bounced from vet to vet that says, don't work with this person, don't prescribe them medication. A Kentucky woman was arrested in 2014, accused of purposely cutting her dog with a razor just to get the pup's prescription for herself. Siuchi says she hasn't seen an incident that severe yet herself. But at her clinic, she says addicts do try to game the prescription refill system. <clears throat> they're always quick in naming what pain medication they would like us to prescribe, said Chi. The most common requests include the painkiller Tramadol, anxiety medications Xanax, and Valium, which treats muscle spasms, anxiety, even seizures. And if simply asking fails, addicts sometimes flat out lie to get a prescription refilled. Quote, usually it's the dog that jumped on them and they spilled everywhere, and they just can't find them or pick them up. That seems to be the most common excuse, said Siuchi. To make sure she's being told the truth, Siuchi says she always gives the pet a thorough physical exam. But if the symptoms don't match what the owner's saying, Siuchi has the difficult job of telling the addict no. Do they ever get upset with you? We asked. Oh, yes. Absolutely, said Siyuchi. What do they do? They start blaming, throwing accusations, being rude because they want the response of, okay, here's your medication. And so when you stand your ground and don't give them the me- medication, you get an upset client. Siuchi says she's never had any physical threats, but in today's wild world of pet prescriptions, she finds herself walking a morality tightrope she's never experienced before. Quote, we train, we live, our entire existence is to do the best for the animals. We have to think about, do I have to deprive a patient of something they need in order for not having it be abused by the owner? It's a terrible thing, said Siuichi. The problem's gotten so out of control that some veterinary schools now teach how to handle addicts that try to abuse their pet's prescriptions. This has been Kenji with the KT News Network. Thank you for listening. This is the KT News Network. I'm your host, Kenji Tasaka. Tonight's top story from NPR. Protesters surround KKK gathering in Charlottesville by James Dubik. Despite urging from the city's mayor to ignore the racist group, about 1,000 people showed up to protest a few dozen members of the Ku Klux Klan who gathered in Charlottesville Saturday. Klan members had called for a rally to oppose the city's plans to remove a statue of Robert E. Lee, the Confederate general. About 30 to 50 Klan members were escorted by police to and from the city's Justice Park. But counter-protests surrounded and largely drowned out the small group of Klan members. Charlottesville's mayor, Mike Signer, asked residents to avoid the rally and to, quote, not take the bait, to deny the KKK the confrontation and celebrity they desire. Signer promoted alternative events during the day under the name Unity Seville. But anti-Klan protester Precious Williams told WVTF's Sandy Hausman that she wanted to come, quote, because I believe that if you just stay silent nothing gets done. The KKK arrived around 3.45 p.m., according to the Charlottesville Daily Progress. Klan members only stayed at the scene for less than half an hour, Houseman reports. When they began to leave, quote, the crowd tried to stop the Klansmen from driving off, she says. The Daily Progress reports police declared an unlawful assembly at 4.40 p.m., and quote, a line of officers in riot gear on gas masks, and set off canisters of tear gas. Law enforcement made 23 arrests according to a statement from the mayor, who added that two people were treated for heat injuries and one for an alcohol-related issue. The Charlottesville City Council earlier this year voted to remove the Lee statue, but it remains in the park pending a court decision on a legal challenge to its removal. Signer wrote on his Facebook page that, the, quote, difficult but necessary journey to finally tell the truth about race in our city made us a target for many fringe groups who oppose that very mission, who see no problem with a false history founded on systemic racism. In May, white nationalist Richard Spencer led a march around Charlottesville in a torch-wielding gathering in what was then called Lee Park to protest the statue's removal. There are about 3000 active clan members and unaffiliated individuals who identify with clan ideology, according to a June report from the Anti-Defamation League. The ADL says 42 clan groups are currently active in 33 states, though most groups have fewer than 25 members. The report adds that many clan groups have recently joined forces with other white supremacists, including neo-Nazis. This has been Kenji with the KT News Network. Thank you for listening.